2: Happy birthday to me! Hello, friends! Today is my birthday! Well, probably not today, today, when you're listening to this, but right now, as in when I'm recording this, so this is kind of an audio time capsule. (laughs) Woohoo! I couldn't ask for a better birthday gift than to have you join me for an awesome conversation with Broadway star Becky Goldsvig of Come From Away. She's currently starring in this poignant show about, well... Hold
1: on, let me just put my radio voice on. Everyone's talking about the hit musical sensation, Come From Away. It's a true story. Thousands of people stranded in a small town in Newfoundland on 9-11. And the locals, they opened up their homes. Come Come From Away, the Broadway musical that celebrates the best of humankind.
2: Everyone that works on Come From Away truly seems to lead with kindness. In fact, they were so kind as to give us two tickets to give away to you, lucky listeners. If you follow us on Instagram, which if you don't, hey, you should. I recommend pausing this right now and heading on over to Art of Kindness Pod or at Rob Peterpaul on the IG. (laughs) You will have seen we held a little giveaway contest on there for these two tickets. Now, I'll be announcing the winner at some point during this episode. So listen up, AOKers. News broke after we recorded today's interview that Come From Away will unfortunately be closing on Broadway on October 2nd. So whoever wins these tickets is extra lucky. But you should also go buy your own. Go see this amazing show. Today's guest, Becky Goldsvig, has been with the musical for a while now. She's thrilled to be back in the Broadway cast after originating the role of Beverly Annette and others on the first national tour. You may also know Becky from her Broadway turns in School of Rock and the original company of Legally Blonde, where she originated the role of Leilani and went on to play Elle Woods herself, both on Broadway and on the tour. Of course, Becky's favorite role is mom to her beautiful children. We talk about how she navigates both her passions of family life and being a Broadway star, the kindness of Come From Away, and so much more. As always, be sure to stay tuned after the interview for your kindness tip of the week. Now, without further ado, please welcome the kind Becky Goldsvig. Hi.
0: Good morning.
2: Hi, there you are.
0: I was trying to take like a towel off the door and then everything fell down. It's going really well.
2: Wait, that's so funny because I had a towel on the door right behind me too. <laughs> And I just I, realized it. Yeah,
0: I looked on the screen. I was like, oh, I should move that and then chaos. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we could have matched. Oh, man. How are you? I'm doing so well. I'm so pumped to talk to you today. How are you?
0: Likewise.
2: I saw Come From Away a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and thank you. You were just I'd seen it a couple of times before, but you Good. were just so present and sparkling and your voice. Woo, chef's kiss. I mean, I uh, just can't compliment you enough. But I guess before I just keep going on the compliment train, I, I always start out asking my guests, how are you at accepting compliments?
0: Uh, mediocre?
3: <laughs>
0: Sometimes I say thank you, and that is what I'm trying to just do is just say thank you because that mm-hmm. I want people to accept my compliments. Um, but often I will deflect or try to turn it around or try to water it down or I'm 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 a work in progress is my official answer
2: (laughs) I love that you're not alone listen most people that I've talked to cannot accept a compliment there's been maybe one person who's like I love it and I don't know how that works but most of us are in your boat because you want it you know like at the stage door you want people to be excited and appreciate your work on some level and then when you get it it's very awkward so it's just I think it goes hand in hand with being kind to ourselves because we should accept that love.
3: It's
0: true. Well, in this show too, I feel like it's so much about the story and the show and not about me, which is why I love it so much. Mm. So I often will just try to deflect towards the, the show and the story, which I feel much more comfortable accepting compliments about the show because I saw it as, uh, as an audience member first with no affiliation. So wow. I know exactly how it feels to sit in those seats and half the time I still talk about it like a fan just because I remember that feeling when I had no idea what to expect and that bow on started and I was swept away for 90 minutes, you know?
2: Yeah, so. I totally know what you mean. Do you feel like that's interesting as a performer to actually see the big picture first versus starting on a, a new piece of work?
0: I actually, well, in, in this case, I love that I saw it first. And it's interesting. I worked with someone who did a run elsewhere. hmm who has never seen the show and you know, he rehearsed it, he did it, he filled in with us. And then he came to see it after he filled in and helped us out. And he was like, oh, I get it. And I was like, oh my gosh, where have you been? Like you almost have to see this to understand.
3: Yeah,
2: but
0: the magic that you are a part of,
3: it's mm. not about us.
2: <laughs> yeah, because you guys are just in the fabric of that show. I mean, you're not only the performers, but you're part of the set in a lot of ways. You're telling the story on so many levels. So yeah, I can imagine that.
0: Yeah, so I love that I got to soak it in first. I mean, building something new is always super exciting. But I, I love that I got to, to feel that magic from the front. And then to get to be a part of it is just icing on cake.
2: That's so cool. It's like Inception. Well, I can't wait to dive into Come From Away and your career, but this is the Art of Kindness podcast, so before (laughs) we dive into all of that, I would love to know what does kindness mean to you?
0: Kindness means doing your best to make the world a better place, whether that is big or small, whether that is holding a door for someone or doing some other grand gesture That is more complicated than that, going that extra mile to help anyone and to just um, to make the world a better place.
2: Hmm. I love that answer. (laughs) I, I totally agree. Do you feel like that was something you maybe learned growing up in Moorhead, Minnesota? Did I make that up?
0: Good job. You didn't make that up. I did grow up in Moorhead, Minnesota.
2: Look at that. And I think your mom was a teacher, which shout out to teachers because they're doing the good work now more than ever.
0: Yes. She's retired now, but she did the good work for many years.
2: Those are superheroes to me.
0: Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's awesome. And
2: same with financial advisors. I mean, as someone in the arts, <laughs> that's also a superhero to me because when tax season rolls around, I'm like, wow.
0: Listen, everybody's valuable. We all have our place. <laughs> it's
2: true. But do you feel like they, I guess, taught you kindness in some ways? And then I would also just to tie it into the arts, love to know if you felt like they immediately kind of supported your dream of entering the arts once you kind of started to dabble in that. Sort of a two-part yeah. question.
0: Um, well, I love where I grew up. I love Minnesota. I love my hometown. They, As a community, the Fargo-Moorhead area is so supportive of the arts, which is such a big reason why I'm anywhere, um, because there were opportunities for me as a kid. Um, and your opportunities as a kid don't have to be professional.
3: Mm-hmm. They
0: just have to be nurturing and positive and um, inspiring. And I had that. Uh, So I'm very thankful for that. And yes, my parents. um, So I moved to New York when I was 17. I graduated a year early from high school and I just moved to New York. Um, And my parents were supportive of that, which in retrospect, I don't really know how they were, but they were. (laughs) uh, I mean, they had some, some help. They were talked into it a little bit by my dance instructors who said she needs to go. Mm. But, um, but yeah, they were, they were braver than I was because, you know, as a kid, you're like, I'm just going to do it. This is going to be great. You don't mm-hmm. think about all the scary stuff and as a grown up and I'm a parent now, I'm like, "Oh lord, how did how did that happen?" Yeah. But yeah, just having that love and support, it's such a a great base for kindness and
3: mm.
0: and coming full circle like with this show, it just sort of reflects on everything. I mean, I was in New York on 9/11 and and being able to just get that daily reminder that every little thing can matter and make a difference. You don't have to, you you don't have to make massive gestures every day. Sometimes Mm -hmm. like the tiniest thing can turn someone's day around. um, And just being a helper is important.
2: Totally. I think sometimes people think I have to start a nonprofit. I have to donate a (laughs) hundred thousand dollars to be this glowing person. But to me, it really is those small acts of, you know, smiling when you walk by somebody on the street, taking a moment to ask someone how they are, thanking Mm -hmm. the person that's giving you your groceries, that that kind of thing. I, I couldn't agree more because when we all do little things, it creates a big change and a big wave of kindness, which is something I love so much about Come From Away. The show is sort of built on kindness. I mean, it's in the DNA of the show. But before we get there, I just wanna kind of fly over some of your major moments. Okay. You made your Broadway debut in Hairspray, right? I did. Okay, so Amber Von Tessel, who, you know, maybe she's not the kindest person, but... Oh,
0: she's horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love doing that show. And I actually yeah. entered, I made my debut as Luann. Okay. Um, and I understudied Amber and Penny. And then I took over for Amber for my second year at Hairspray. So I got to live that little Broadway climb within that company, which was super fun. But yeah, no, Amber is not a good person. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> Let's analyze that. No, I think... <laughs> I guess even before you got there, you know, right before you made your Broadway debut or during your Broadway debut, I would just love to know if you have any stories about acts of kindness that you received that you feel like kind of changed your trajectory or got you, you know, to where you are today. I'm sure there's a lot, but if any come to mind that you could share.
3: Um,
0: you know, a lot of it when you're growing up, it's a lot of your teachers. It's your teachers, your directors, your instructors, your choir directors, like any of these people that help to encourage you. Um, I had a really wonderful theater teacher at my high school who um, she was also the coach of the speech team, is the coach of the speech team. So, you know, just having things to be involved in and have someone encourage you on a, on a broad stroke is, mm-hmm. is such a wave of kindness that is so important. Um, and it's also that teamwork, you know, having the, the teammates that cheer you on and having those friendships within the arts. Um, because it can be such a competitive business.
3: And Mm -hmm.
0: as you're growing, you don't really realize that because everyone just gets to sign up for the show and do it. Yeah. (laughs) But then as it gets competitive and then you realize, oh, like, these are other people waiting in line for me at auditions that also want this job, but they also are just like me and they're working really hard. And like, so making those little friendships in the audition line or, mm-hmm. you know, becoming a, my roommate was one of my first cast members and my first job and like just making those connections that can snowball into lifelong um, friendships and positive relationships, they're so important. And not just having like tunnel vision about the business.
2: <laughs> yeah, totally. And a lot of aspects of kindness, too. I mean, not to sound so like, woo, woo I'm like, kindness, kindness, it's the buzzword. So everybody take a shot every time you hear kindness. <laughs> I just feel like it always comes back to you. And that's not why we do it. But some of my best friends that I've made doing shows, you know, the other week, they referred me and I just did a workshop of a, a new show in the city, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it comes back to you when you're kind to people and and when you lead with kindness and, and, You know you put your heart out there so i just think it's another reason to be kind not the reason but there there are so many and when i look at you know mentioning hairspray and then of course legally blonde which so many people are still just like tripping over themselves and fawning over you for all these years (laughs) later i mean there are bootlegs and you just were incredible in that and and everything else but when i kind of zoomed out and looked at your career I, i felt like and i might just be you know pulling out a random thread here but I just felt like a lot of the shows you've done on Broadway, there's the storyline is like all rooted in kindness and love in a lot of ways. So when you're performing in shows like that, that have an overwhelmingly positive message, do you find there's a difference in the way the cast and crew treat each other? Or do you think maybe there's no correlation at all?
0: Um, I think there is a correlation, but I think it can get distorted um, depending on, you know, how um experience the cast is or not like what the focus is if the focus is on being shiny and new and fierce mm-hmm. sometimes maybe the message can need to be adjusted as time goes on and yeah it yeah. needs to be rediscovered um with this uh this come from way company you know everybody's been around the block so we know what a good thing we have and we know that the backstage energy infuses the story and you can't just go around screaming at everyone and being a jerk and then go out on the stage and be like, we're amazing and kind. Like,
3: it doesn't <laughs> no. work. No, um, no.
0: no, but I mean, with each show comes its lessons, you know, like, mm. and there's always personality juggle and there's always, you know, different aspects of the teamwork, whether or not everyone's being used all the time. And sometimes it's just it's just fun you know you're mm-hmm. horsing around and and you know when you're 22 on broadway you're like this is amazing it's my playground and then like you age yeah. over time and things become either exhausting or ridiculous or um you know i just i feel like it's always a growth and i mm-hmm. i feel most drawn to the stories that mean something um but also i've learned to find joy in in the playfulness of it um mm-hmm. i used to be very driven to like do it right and do it correct and like yeah. make sure I was always doing my best, which is still important, but I've allowed myself a little more room to breathe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Which is> important.
2: <laughs> no, because that can be like a corset, you know, when you're trying to yeah. fit into this perfect mold and make everything so perfect, which I think we all fall into as artists. You're not really just letting yourself be in the moment a lot of the time and kind of throwing that preparation away. And I do think I love what you touched on because it is, in a lot of ways, learning and growing, but then sort of going back to the you as a child that just was doing this for the joy and the fun and trying to find that because I just feel like when you're in rehearsals and when you're in a show, when things really click, it's when maybe I mean, you know, you don't want to be getting yelled at by the stage manager or whatever, but maybe when you're all just laughing and having a good time and you're really just like letting go and, and kind of acting like kids again in a lot of ways. yeah.
0: And there's a way to do that within the story that you're telling, you know? Yeah. There there are boundaries you can't cross, but there are plenty of ways to keep things fresh and delightful. Mm. and and that is that's important. I mean, I, I will even say, like, I've played some mean people on stage, but um <laughs> yeah, the one of my favorite jobs was actually at School of rock, and mm-hmm. I was playing Patty, who was horrible. Um, she basically just ran on stage every once in a while and yelled. but i had <laughs> I had a ton of offstage time, and, that this was a good example of me, like changing my lens. It wasn't about like my part in the show so much. I loved doing the show, but I loved my backstage life at school of rock. Cause I had so mm. much offstage time that I decorated for the holidays for the kids. I ran, I ran secret Santa. We played cards. Like I sort of made myself like camp counselor. Like they obviously have their guardians that are in charge of them, but mm. I kind of became the fun aunt <laughs> <laughs> and I, I found such joy in like extending um my work energy to the backstage life as well. Um, Mm. and that was a really fun, like change of pace a little bit. And that was the first time that I was just as excited to be backstage as on stage at a show. Mm. I felt like I had I had work to do in both places, but like the good kind of work, the fun work, you know?
2: Yeah. I love that. You're embracing the fun work because I think sometimes people when they're just in a, well, I guess that wasn't really a princess track. If you're running on and yelling, it's more like a, maybe like a demon track, whatever you wanna call it.
0: I don't know, it wasn't, I, it wasn't super hard.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, but you're you're sort of, you, you can feel removed in some ways. So I think embracing that and just leaning into it is really special and, and great advice. But to bring it to the present, congratulations again on Come From Away. You know, for anybody who hasn't seen it out there, please run and, and go see it immediately. Or you can watch it actually on Apple now, but it's just, it's even more special to see it live, especially with Becky. So Mm -hmm. I just feel like for anybody, it can be kind of intimidating to go into a tight-knit show and a family. And I I know there's such a family over there. Entering that space, you know, what was it like for you to step in and play Beverly on Broadway with the original cast members? Because I know you also had done it on the tour. Were there any, I guess, you know, even acts of kindness there that you feel like stand out of them embracing you or?
0: Oh man, I mean, the cast is so kind. Yeah, it was daunting and exciting because having built it with the tour, we had sort of our own family going and then I needed to leave because I could only be away from my family for a year. So I came home. I love that though. Home. Yeah, yeah and, um, and then to be able to go into the New York company, I mean, and this is the recording I've been listening to. These are the people I saw do the show. Mm. So, you know, they're up here and like, what? This is <laughs> but they were so welcoming and um, Astrid is always like, the first to open her arms and say hello. And she's the first dressing room I pass on the way in. And I've I've just found lovely ways to bond with each person. I mean, whether it's, you know, Katrina and we talk about dogs all the time. And Sharon is also a mom. And this time I get Aww. to know Q. Q was on maternity leave last time when I was there.
2: Oh, and, I love um, her.
0: And I get to share a room with Emily, who was on the road with me and like being able to just take a breath and like get to know people one by one has been so nice but we're also on stage most of the time so there's not a ton of room for chit chat Mm. um but yeah it it was it was such a treat to come into the Broadway company Mm. and and so exciting to feel like I already knew the show but then to also re-get to know the show with the people who built it You know, I had I had no rank in that building. I was new compared to them (laughs) who've been working on it for years. So it's just nice to, you know, to try to do it justice every night with the originals.
2: Oh, well, you do. And I just feel like it's such a party that nobody ever wants to leave. So I don't blame so many of the original people for still being there because it is such a special sort of all-encompassing experience.
1: A woohooer! a hand-clapper, a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
2: 18+. So you play Beverly Bass, who is a real-life captain of the Boeing 7-7 flight, Uh, that was ordered to land in Gander during the 9-11 attacks. I don't need to tell you that, but just for everybody listening at home. You're like, I do? Oh, wow. Thank you so much. So what strikes me about her role in the musical is that it's one of authority and leadership, which we unfortunately, I just feel like, see overall in a stereotypical way as um, corrupt and negative these days, just overall in the media. Hmm. And yet Beverly leads with such kindness and love She doesn't really shout her orders, but she seems to come from a place of love always and just doing her duty. So how do you think she balances that? I mean, have you sort of learned any lessons from her in a leadership position, just playing her?
0: Well, I mean, it was such an extreme circumstance, obviously. But I think what was interesting from her perspective was she was still on the job. She wasn't on the plane, but she was still responsible for her passengers. Um, And she, in reality, was in the hotel room all the time because she had to stay by the phone. We use cell phones a lot in the show, which for staging purposes, they did exist and they're easier for staging purposes. But the reality is she was tied to the landline. So she'd basically go eat and come back. And she was always waiting for the word to make sure that she would know when they could go and that she would keep track of everyone and get everybody home. And so I definitely take it as sort of a a mama bear role um, where, no, they're not your actual children, but you are in charge of them. And at the end, she has this line where she says she's responsible for the safety of her passengers and her crew. Like, she has to look out for everybody. So while it is so amazing that everybody had such a great time and they're having fun and they're going on hay rides and doing all these things. Like yeah. she had to remain um, vigilant in a different way because she had to be ready to complete this journey and get everybody home safely. Um, and that's a huge thing to carry at all, let alone in the face of this insane time in life. And mm. so um I try to do that with warmth and strength, and you know there is the moment where she has to set everybody straight, which, which is fun because it's just ridiculous that you think you can choose where your plane's going to go.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: There's a little satisfaction in like putting the smack down on the kids there, but mm-hmm. um, but no, I, I I very much enjoy playing that part, but I also love playing Annette too because Annette mm-hmm. is a really great flip side to the coin, and she's a co- combination of a few different teachers and the little daydreams that Annette has in the show and the, the like little goofiness that she is. I feel like I can relate to both characters. Um, mm. And I like that I get to do both, you know, that one of my favorite little flip moments is when she yells at the plane to knock it off and we're going to keep it together and behave yourself. And then mm-hmm. two seconds later, she turns into Annette and goes, welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> proving that Okay. Not the better <laughs> guy forever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's so fun.
0: Yeah. It's really fun.
2: And I just love obviously with Beverly every night, you know I love that contrast, but with Beverly specifically I, I love that you just get to sing this incredible anthem "Me in the sky," which is essentially you know her expressing her love for her greatest passion, flying planes and I wonder for you as a performer doing that every night, you know, which again, you slay and your voice is technically just so incredible and where your, your placement it's like flawless I mean the way you're singing it, but is In that moment, are you able to kind of fully recognize and celebrate, I know you're playing a character, but celebrate you yourself, Becky, getting to live your greatest passion on a Broadway stage? I just feel like it's such a meta kind of thing.
0: It is. Um, I must confess, I have no desire to fly anything. Um, For me, (laughs) it is is singing, it is theater, it is that life. So I can absolutely relate to having a passion. I can relate to having obstacles. I can relate to having annoying people in your life that put you down and Mm. overcoming that. I can relate to aging. I can relate to growing. I can relate to loving my lady team. Like there's all kinds of things in that song that I relate to like, and so it, it makes such sense to me other than flying a plane. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I I honor the Bev flying the plane uh, in that moment, but it, it's also like coming from the heart and soul of me understanding uh, having a passionate journey about something that you love. Mm-hmm. Um, and that song is so fun to sing for me. Um, and I I'm, I would imagine for anybody singing that song, it's fun to sing because uh-huh. it's, it's well-written. It sings, it sings and tells itself and you just get to,
2: Fly with it. <laughs> Look at that.
0: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you made us uh, all
2: fly. Yeah, you you make <laughs> people fly. I felt like I was in that Disney ride, Carousel of Progress, where the whole theater is just like kind of moving with the, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're, everyone's waiting for that song. Although the whole show is just incredible, and we're flying that whole time. But you just take it to a whole other level, and it's like your moment, and everybody has their moment in that show, which is so beautiful. But I, I love what you just said about sort of following your passion and balancing your passions and it just always blows my mind as i myself want to have a family one day how have you found balancing your passions because obviously your family is the overall number one passion and then you have a broadway career and this incredible career as a performer which in a lot of ways is its own baby and family that you really have to nurture and put everything into. So you mentioned before too, you had that boundary of only being away from them for a year. Do you think that's, I guess, one of the ways you've kind of navigated it is having like really strong boundaries? Or I guess, do you have any advice for that?
0: Um, It's always a juggle. It's the craziest juggle. Um, But it's worth it. uh, When you believe in it. I've learned that if a show doesn't interest me that I'll be really mad that I'm doing it if I'm away from my family Hmm. like I the I never intended to go back on the road while my daughter was in school um because we were on the road when she was in preschool and then we came back so she could start kindergarten and so I never thought oh yeah I'm gonna try to get another tour and be away no um but it was come from away I was like ah I was like (laughs) of all the shows like I remember (laughs) looking at my husband and being like I think I gotta try for this, and he's Canadian, and we saw it together, and he's like, uh, "Okay," like it was just that sort of like, I know this is probably the right move, but oh, uh, it's gonna be complicated. Yeah. Um, and, and I flew back on the days off, and I flew them out as much as possible. Like it's just, you can you can do it, but it's not easy and it's not simple. Uh, you'll be tired.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. And you'll probably constantly question every move because you're trying to make sure that both things are honored and cared for. Clearly, the humans are more important than the biz, so to speak. But, you know, when you sign up for something, you want to do your best work. And um, so, yeah, it's always just juggling the priorities and knowing what you can manage and trying to keep it balanced. And I feel like most of the time I do OK and then sometimes balls are dropped. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully nothing major, but um. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I'd rather try to live a lot and make a great life than, um, than be scared of following the passions, you know? Yeah. Um, and, I, and I've learned when I can't. Like, sometimes it becomes really clear, like, no, there's no way I can do that. Like, mm-hmm. that sounds awesome, but that's not my life right now. I can't just peace out and go for two months somewhere Mm -hmm. you know it just it just depends um and then other times it would seem ridiculous but you believe in it so you're gonna make it happen
2: (laughs) Uh (laughs) yeah i feel like it depends on the situation and the balls kind of vacillate between being bouncy balls and glass balls like you realize when you can kind of drop one and it'll bounce back up or just when it's gonna crash and and burn so i think that's wonderful advice
0: well, coming out of these last two years, which were so slow, and now everything uh, ramping up, like, I, I mean, I feel like every parent around me is like, what? I Hang on. Oh, like, all of a sudden, everything's going. Like, wait, we, we maybe learned nothing. We just, like, signed back up for everything. <laughs> <It's>
3: <laughs> great. <sighs>
2: yeah, I don't know how you all did it. I mean, me and my fiance were just hauled up in our little apartment, and it felt like, I was like, how do I even take care of myself? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we got a hamster. That was hard enough hey listen hamsters that i mean unfortunately they only kind of last throughout the duration of the pandemic they don't live very long but i mean it was My our joy. Would be
0: very jealous she would love a rodent but we have dogs i was like no they're gonna eat it
3: absolutely not
2: no i don't blame you but you know when you want a dog and you got a small apartment you'll settle for anything that moves and breathes and has fur even if it yeah. doesn't want to go for a walk with you <laughs> <laughs> The community that Come From Away is based on seems so special and it's my new goal to now go to Gander. I feel like everybody that sees the show probably walks out saying that and whether they do it or not is a whole other thing. But between being on Broadway with the show and on tour, have you gotten to interact at all with the real people of Gander? I know they're so supportive of the show.
0: Oh, it's been so great. So actually, well, she's not from Gander, but Hannah was just at the show last week. Okay. um, Which was so fun because she hadn't been in a while and she's just, she gives the best hugs. Mm. She's such a spitfire. She's amazing. Um, and so to see her was great. And then, yeah, when we opened the tour, a lot of um, the real people came to opening, which is fun. And uh, then they sort of trickle through here and there. Um, we played some Canadian cities, so they would come and visit, and then um, some of the plain people too. And then mm. there there was also we had some interactions with people who um, you know, were not in the show but were in Gander during that time that they would come mm. into the show and say, we were there, like we know Beulah or we had a, a girl who actually was in, I think she was in university in Vancouver and she waited in the hallway. I said, are you waiting for someone? And she goes, no, I just, I need to tell somebody that, that I was there and I know Beulah and I didn't know this story cause she was a kid. She was wow. little, so she didn't remember like, and so she, it was kind of like, she was kind of out of body because she was seeing her town and this story that she didn't quite ever view from the outside because yeah. she was younger. Um,
2: I'm getting the chills.
0: I know. It was really, I was like, I don't, I'm just going to hug you. I don't know what to do. Just, like, <laughs> hug and stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's been neat to have that, that real connection. You know, it's more mm. than just a show.
2: It is. I mean, the audience becomes part of the family and any iteration, you know. I know people that have been in the show. I know people. Uh, my friend Emma was a drummer on Broadway, and then she's I love filled her. in. Do you know Emma? Oh, uh-huh. I love Emma so much. She's fierce. She's incredible, and I know she's filled in all over. Just because once you're kind of in that family, they keep thinking of you and and yeah,
0: calling it's really you back nice. in. And it's a special show for the musicians too, because they're on stage mm. with us. Yeah. And- and they actually have to, like, interact with us.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Which is fun. <laughs> so once they, you know, once you're in, like, it's, it's great. And now there's multiple companies. So it's nice.
2: Mm. And I loved it when I went to see her do it. We got to go on stage and touch the trees, the actual, mm-hmm. like, petrified trees. I mean, the set is just stunning. Because, you know, when you think of 9-11, you think of that big sky. Yeah. And, and a piece missing. And so I yeah. just think the way that's brilliantly done. I mean, I could nerd out about the set.
0: Oh yeah, no, I love the design. I love it, and I love that it trusts the audience to be smart. Mm-hmm. That you have the little hints of things, and that even the costume design, like you 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 throw on the jacket, you throw on the hat, you throw on the thing, but you trust that the audience will catch up. And Mm -hmm. they'll understand that you're switching characters and that they'll follow the story. And I remember someone saying once, like, I couldn't believe when the lights came up for Bows that there were only 12 of you.
3: Mm -hmm. Because
0: as the story goes on, you just forget because we're all playing so many different people. And that's what makes it super fun for us. Complicated to learn, but very fun to do.
2: Oh, I Um, bet.
0: That it proves that though bells and whistles are super fun. And, you know, bajillion dollar shows are amazing. Yeah. It's really nice to know that, you know, you don't need a ton of stuff to tell a great story.
2: It's so bare bones and I think they drop in just enough hints. I mean, you have the fish, which is a big prop, but it doesn't it doesn't take away from the moment. Cause if there were too many props and, you know, if they had the grill rolling on in that moment, it would kind of take away (laughs) (laughs) grills. I love that that is such a funny little like storyline, that that grill thing.
0: I love yeah. it. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's it's high quality bare bones.
2: Yes. With, with oh yeah. Way. But uh
0: but yeah, it is it's the simplicity and it lets the story shine.
2: Hmm, totally. And it's been shining for so long. I mean, come from away is going to be the longest running show at the Schoenfeld Theater on Broadway as of June fifteenth, I believe.
0: I didn't know that.
2: Yep, it's gonna Kate? be the longest show there.
0: Hey, cake,
2: cake. I was um, gonna say you gotta celebrate.
0: You know, the celebrations have gone downhill backstage because COVID. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> it's just a lot of announcements and whooping in the hallways. Oh. Um, yeah, they have a they have a running order of longest running show. I think we're we just passed someone. I think we just passed Dream Girls or Grease, whichever one. We've passed a couple in the last couple of weeks.
2: But mm. I didn't know about
0: the show and felt fact. That's fun.
2: Yeah, you're about to be the longest running right before you go, because you're going on the 19th, right? Going on the 19th,
3: out? yeah. Oh. Yeah yeah
2: so rush there everybody you gotta rush there to go I see think. becky yes
3: but the show
0: will still be there so just see the show
2: i guess you know i don't want to take up too much more of your time because i know you do have a show you have two <laughs> today right at two yeah. which Never. is so wild so i gotta i gotta let you go but before we do do you have time for a surprise game oh dear okay sorry my coffee didn't kick in so let me try it again do you have time for a surprise game yes i do <laughs> So it's called the compliment game because Becky did not get enough already. Everyone's beautiful in their own way. It's the compliment game on the A-O-K. It's the compliment. Compliment Compliment.
1: compliment game.
2: Basically, I reached out to someone in your life for a statement or a quote about what they love about you. I'm going to read you the quote, and then you just have to guess who said it.
0: Are these work people or like...
2: Well,
3: like
2: in the show I can, no, I, so I can give you, we'll say, I feel like people freak out if there's no rules. So let's say I can give you like, <laughs> you can get three guesses. Okay. Maybe five yes or no questions. It, Becky, it doesn't even matter. Nobody, yes, okay, okay. nobody follows the rules. And then <laughs> I can I give you, win. A hint. I think you're going to win. There's, so the way we've tried to start doing these is giving like little hints embedded into the quotes because I'm guessing a lot okay. of people think you're amazing. So, you know, wow. if you just got one that was like, Becky is incredible. You'd be like, nice. ah. <laughs> he sucks. No, so this one, this one has some hints okay. embedded in it, but if you get stuck, I'll help you. Okay. All right, all right, here's your quote, okay. Becky has a tremendous work ethic. She somehow manages simultaneously to give 100% to her family, personal business, and her stage career. Life is a precious gift it would behoove all of us to work just as hard for the things we care about.
0: Um, Is it my friend Paige?
2: No, but the first letter of that first name is a clue. Katrina? No.
3: Okay, something with a P.
2: There are some hints in there. I think specifically the last two sentences where it says, life is a precious gift It would behoove all of us to work just as hard for the things we care about.
0: It's a precious, it's not my brother, is it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did he tell you why precious gift?
2: No, he just said it'll give it away.
0: (laughs) That's fantastic. It's because that's what we call my child when she's being a monster. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh, it's precious gift.
2: (laughs) I mean, that's really sweet. I don't think so some people probably go the other direction so it, it's nice to have a sweet <laughs> nickname for that
0: definitely sarcastic um, yeah that's amazing ah peter
2: yes thank you peter i creepily dm'd peter on instagram because you know that's
0: sometimes nice,
2: you can go through publicist and stuff but i saw when i was creeping on your instagram you had a picture with your brother so i was like let me try
0: let me try oh I'll yeah get him. he's findable he's an animator he's super cool
2: Is he? I was thinking he was an animator based off his page, which had animations.
0: Yeah, he works for Big Mouth.
2: Wow, that's awesome.
0: He's way cooler and weirder than me.
2: I mean, you know what? I feel like I do rate people on if they're weirder, they're cooler to me. So Yeah, he's cool. I'll take that.
0: I'm a different kind of weird. (laughs) I'm like, as hands and kids weird.
2: (laughs) I mean, I do feel like all of us are a bunch of weirdos and it's just kind of breaking down that facade a lot of the time. It's a good thing. Yeah, I love weirdos. (laughs) Well, I guess, you know, I don't want to end it there. (laughs) To hit things home, (laughs) can you please share a tangible kindness or wellness tip that you think listeners can take with them and incorporate into their day?
0: I would say really listen to people and really respond to people, even if it's that little interaction of getting change or, you know, buying something or holding a door or like just actually seeing the people around them. Whether or not you can get something from them, whether or not they seem important to you, treasure the, the people around mm. you. Um, I just think all those little interactions and all those moments, they can mean a lot. And really, like, look at people in the eye, you know? Mm. Don't, don't brush them aside, even if the interaction is short. And pet all the puppies.
2: I mean, you saved the most important one for last. You got to pet all the puppies. It's important. (laughs) I do wish there were some real animals and come from away. I mean, you don't need it, but I would love to see a monkey fly on stage. Just saying. (laughs) Or a dog. It's
0: not a monkey. It's a chimpanzee.
2: A chimpanzee. Sorry about that. Sorry. If
0: there was a dog, then I would just be in the wings playing all the time.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I I don't blame you. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, and Legally Blonde, didn't you have a dog?
0: Yeah
2: was that hard for you i think they're that's very professional
0: me, it was amazing
2: like to go on stage i mean i mean i i just picture you back there with the dog now
0: well i got to carry him around how true yeah we had little slumber parties
2: oh that's so cute
0: yeah he was awesome uh, that oh was cranky. yeah oh he's not around anymore but he was terrific oh i know all those blonde dogs are so great
2: i know well i wish you many more dogs in your future many Thanks. more dogs on stage <laughs> A beautiful rest of your run and come from away I thank you so much for just shining on stage because it was a privilege to see you it was a privilege to get to talk to you today. And I'm just really grateful that we have somebody as kind and as talented equally in the industry that we can all look up to because we need more people like you so thank you.
0: That's very kind. I will try to live up to that every day. Thank
2: you. <laughs> well, you can just play it back once this comes out.
0: Do better, Becky. Do better.
2: Yeah, do better. Come on. Come on. Live for Robert. Live for Robert.
0: Oh, thank you so much.
2: Oh, thank you. It's great to meet you.
0: Likewise. Have a good day.
2: All right. You too. I'm really bad at leaving Zoom. so That's all right. We'll fun. just hang out. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> And now it's time for your kindness tip of the week. Today's kindness tip of the week is inspired by Come From Away. The show sees a community come together to totally open up their arms to strangers in a time of need. I've been thinking a lot about community and what it means. I was honored to be asked by a group of local high school students this week to be interviewed on the subject, actually. Shout out to Kai and friends. Through this chat, I was reminded how it doesn't take much, but there are small ways to keep our communities happy and healthy. So I encourage you, dear listener, to do your part. Help a neighbor mow their lawn, carry someone's groceries in for them, or to their car, donate to a local food bank. Do an act of kindness that contributes to your local community. As we always say, if we all do small acts of kindness, it creates big change. Now, speaking of acts of kindness, I know you've all been waiting for this moment. We have a winner of our Come From Away Instagram ticket giveaway. We asked followers to tag a loved one with a compliment of what they love about them in the comments and received so many beautiful entries. Seriously, if you need a little pick-me-up, go scroll through these comments. They're so cute. And the winner of two tickets to see Come From Away on Broadway is... Drumroll, please. Austin Leung. Congratulations, Austin. We will be in touch on Instagram with how to claim your two tickets. Ah! Take me with you. (laughs) Just kidding. Take whoever you want. I'm so pumped for you to see this show. Thank you all for entering our contest. And thank you all for listening. Oh, audio hug. We'll be back soon with another kind-hearted conversation. But until then, please remember, everything's going to be a okay